Hi, I'm Al Lowe, and I'm listening to Adventure Game Hotspot. Welcome back, or welcome front, if it's the first time joining us. I am Joshua, YouTube's Weird Gaming Adventure, and we have, of course, as always, Jack Allen, and together we are the Adventure Game Hotspot podcast. How the heck are you, Jack? I'm great. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit uh, refreshed. I mm -hmm. managed to take a few days off in the last couple of weeks, so... Uh... You know, I hadn't slowed, even slowed down for a while, and uh, now it's, I'm finding it hard to get revved back up again, but uh, how about I you? Know, oh, I know that feeling, my friend. Yeah. I don't even celebrate the holidays, but, you know, when everybody else takes time off, you kind of, you get a little jealous. You take a little time for yourself, maybe watch a movie here and there, and uh, next thing you know, you're completely out of, of rhythm. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, the last couple of days have been, whew. I've been playing catch up big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. But I'm catch up in slow motion. It feels like to me. Like I'm trying, but you know, hey, I, don't know, what like, they I feel like a big rig that came to finally came to a you know stop, and now it's tough to get it back going to top speed again. My wife but told me there. today. She kind of gave me a little bit of a pep talk, and she says, "Slow and steady wins the race." I said, "I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know about that." <laughs> It must be a really, really long race if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a marathon. Not a, exactly. Not much of a race. But speaking of marathon, Adventure Game Hotspot, it never stops. No. Nope. What's been What's been going on in Adventure Game Hotspot over well, the past I, week? I mean, we did slow down over the holiday period too, mm -hmm. but that's you know, in its instead of our usual uh, regular updates, we had two pretty incredible pieces. I think uh, the first one was a video compilation of season's greetings from wow yeah uh, like 20 plus different developers which was really really fun we got tim schaefer and ken and roberta williams and uh, charles cecil and revolution and dave grossman and a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of uh, smaller developers and mm -hmm. um just something i like to do at christmas it's uh like i i feel we know the games but we don't really get a sense of the the developers behind them so to me this is sort of one chance to really connect with the developers who make the games that we love. So uh, I think that turned out really well. So that was a lot of fun. And then we finished the year off with our top 15 adventure games of 2022. That was an undertaking. <laughs> it was, yes. To get, yeah, the there whole were, staff, get the whole staff to make a, a compilation of, uh, of top 15 and get everybody doing it. And uh, you were busy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by my count, there were over, like I stopped counting at some point, but there were over 220 eligible games um, just this past year. I mean, isn't that incredible? 220. Blows me away. Blows me away. Yeah. And new time, new developers too. Lots of them. Oh, lots, lots of them of on our list was new developers. That's right. Yeah. There always are. Mm -hmm. Um so that, um, of course, that's why you need a whole staff to do something like this. You know, there, none of us played anywhere near 220 games. So we need everybody's experience to, uh, you know, pitch in and give their input and stuff. So it was very much a collaborative effort. So, yeah, I got to say that um, I really enjoyed both pieces. I, I don't celebrate Christmas, as I, as I mentioned, but I was sitting there like a like a child, like all excited. Every every single person that popped up, I'm like, <laughs> You got Tim Shaper? 
because I had nothing to do with it at all. This is all Jack's, all Jack's baby. And he didn't really talk to me about any of that because he knows, you know, where my beliefs, you know, and what I follow and what I don't follow. So he was kind enough to to handle it himself. Like he always does anyways. And the whole time, every single one popped up, I'm like, yeah, you know, another one. So that was really cool. And then of course, with the top 15, um, I, I was blown away by the amount of, of work that everybody did, you know, and I did the, uh, like the video version of it. I was reading yeah, really people's, nice I was reading the dialogue that people wrote. I'm like, man, these people are way smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh this is, this is difficult. Like, how can I spice this up and not They're smart sound people and good writers? That's for sure. That's, that's exactly sure. And we're going to be talking about 2023 or 2022 this week. Last week we talked about, we kind of previewed 2023 because we were in 2022. Now we're going to review uh, 2022, talk about some of the games that we had on our list, talk about some, some of the misses, you know, that weren't quite there, but, um, and then at the end, we are going to do our top five movies and television shows, which I think is going to be a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. Got to break out from gaming once in a while, right? Yeah, break the mold a little bit. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Jack, do you want to go first and talk about, uh, you know, some of the games from 2022? Okay, yeah. I mean, we're not going to give the whole list because no. we want you to actually go and read our article and uh, watch our video. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll just talk about a few that, um, and of course, you and I have not played every game on the list either, so... Mm -hmm. So we both picked out a few that, that sort of stood out to us for one reason or other. So we're just going to focus on this. So like I said, not the whole list. So you're not going to hear some names and you're going to go, hey, what about, well, well maybe it made our list and we're just mm -hmm. not talking about it. But uh, the first one I'm going to talk about today is the excavation of Hobbs Barrow. Um, I have not played this game, mm -hmm. which, so that may sound like a strange choice to talk about, but the reason I picked it is because there are probably some people out there going, wait a minute, didn't you guys give a sort of not-so-glowing review of that game? Mm -hmm. And we did. Um, certainly not bad. Not terrible. Yeah. Imagination, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you wouldn't have thought, oh, Game of the Year material um, if you read it. But, I, again, this was... It's a good reminder that any review is just one person's... Um, sort of subjective experience, perfectly valid, but other people, you know, were sort of much more enthusiastic about it and, mm -hmm. you know, they really lobbied for it. So, um, yeah. And, you know, there's so much to like about the game. It's from Cloak and Dagger Games, who have a fantastic uh, pedigree from uh, Sumatra, Fate of Yandi, and Football Game, and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of other freeware games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then they were supported by Wajidai Games. So they kind of hit the big time with that one. So it's a gorgeous game, very gorgeous pixel art, um, very atmospheric, um, sort of a slow burn story. Again, may not be for everybody, but uh, it really appealed to a lot of um, our staff members. So um, it definitely deserved a place on our top 15. Yeah, that's one of the games that, like, I mean, everybody who's following adventure games has followed that heavily. You know, anytime you see yeah. Wajidai, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah, um, that is one of the games where people absolutely love it, or it's just kind of there for them. I mean, the people that love it, it's way way up there. Yeah. Like uh, our our sometime co-host, uh, um, adventure game geek, who comes on quite a bit. 
he loved it. It was his, his favorite game of the year. You know, he likes that that style, and I hear has great uh, great voice acting as well. Newly just announced, like you uh, just put out on Adventure Game Hotspot, it's coming to coming to Switch now on the twenty fifth. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Twenty yep. fifth. So if you want to play it with the red, blue, and gray controllers or charcoal controllers, uh, come to Switch on the twenty fifth. So right. So I would like to cover Stray. Uh, now, a lot of people think I absolutely hated the game because I made a, a funny video about, you know, cats. Okay. Uh, I yeah. just made a parody video about, about cats, you know. Um, but that's that's very much not true. I no. enjoyed the game heavily. And, and in the video, I said I'm totally, totally joking. It was super fun. I mean, it's, it's a short game. In fact, I think I... I I beat it in like five and a half hours. It's supposed to be, a, it's not like one of those two, three hour sit down, you know, finish it type of games, but it keeps you kind of, it's about as linear as a, as a game could be. And I'm talking in every, like you could go one direction when on a plank, that type of a thing. But the way they do it, it just captivates you the whole time. There's so many things that you can interact with, you know, and that you don't really think of. You know, some of the things that you think, of, oh man, that's so annoying that a cat does when you're doing it. It's absolutely adorable. It just keeps yeah. Now you know why cats do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They want to annoy humankind, and it was one of those uh, post-apocalyptic adventures. We we certainly got a lot of those in 2022. Did you know yeah. that uh, six out of the top 15 was post-apocalyptic? I no, I didn't know that, but I do recall seeing that word pop up a few times in yeah. our article. So uh... I think maybe this year we need to. Uh, there's a lot of a a pre-apocalyptic a lot of po let's let's make an apocalyptic game oh. <laughs> like during the disaster situation yeah let's, see let's I, I i wonder if it's because people don't feel like they're in the apocalypse that mm -hmm. they're you know have that on their mind it's like oh man things ever gonna get any better well let's let's think about a, a better time down the road but exactly oh i don't know but yeah, I, I actually not... would kind of like to see a during, you know, like apocalyptic event game. I can't think of any. That like would not... be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Different. You know what? Oh, this is going to drive me nuts because I think I re do remember one. And yeah, I could sit here for an hour and not remember it. So, you know, me and my lousy memory for detail. So, well, but I will try and think it, of it before we meet again. And I'll edit it in the video. It'll <laughs> pop up. like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've not played Stray, but it, it looks like an absolute blast. And, you know, I'm a cat lover. And, and there's a bit of action, like, quote-unquote action in the game, right? Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, sort you're of a running. traditional point there's, and click. there's a lot of times when you're running from things, you have to do things in the specific time, you know, timing involved and all of that. Very puzzle-centric. I mean, it's all puzzle. Everything is a puzzle. Uh, so, I mean, if you like puzzles that you know that are it feels like you're on a roller coaster type of thing then then play that it's super fun right. mm -hmm. well speaking of sort of actiony bits so that um incorporates the next one i'm going to talk about which is far changing tides um this is a sequel to a game called far loan sales um and not nearly enough adventure gamers uh talk about this game or i think have played the game and i think it's partly because they just may not even know it's an adventure game or at least adventure adjacent. It's, you know it's definitely not your standard point and click 
but it's a side-scrolling uh, vehicular post-apocalyptic uh, mm -hmm. game where you are manning um, sort of a giant makeshift craft that uh, that can sail. And uh, in this new game, it can also um, submerge and, you know, sail in the water like a submarine. So, but, so your task is to, you have to maintain the ship and keep, keep it fueled and stuff like that. And of course, every once in a while, you run into some major uh, environmental obstacle that makes you get out of your uh, ship and go solve puzzles and stuff like that. So gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous series and just a whole lot of fun. And there's really nothing else particularly like it. So yeah, I love it. This is the type of series that's going to have 10 and you would enjoy every single one of them because it's Absolutely. not heavily it doesn't have to be a story type of base because it's just beautiful yeah. and it's and it's fun and it, okay this is if anybody has played the old 90s game the humans it is it's that it's it's the humans from the 90s except like Obviously, it's been updated to incorporate uh, a lot of technolo technology and makes it uh, much more fun. But you rely on, uh, on other other things in the on your ships and everything in order to get past you know whatever it is that you need to do. But super super fun. Now, I actually uh, everybody knows that I think that there should be an or action in my adventure or everything. I actually pushed back with Jack on this. One. I'm like I I never would have dreamed that that's uh, that that's an adventure. But it is, you know, it's puzzle, it's puzzle. It has everything that everything that you need in adventure. It does, and it's not so actiony that it, it looks like it takes great reflexes or anything like that. So I think like ninety no more than stray percent of adventure gamers could play it. Um, yeah, you know, we have, just a have very, to wrap their mind around something different. We have a very good reputation on on Reddit, which is hard to do because Reddit is like a cesspool of uh, of like of hate. Yeah, well, you just people, blew our reputation. People, people go to well. That is one thing that people were were kind of fighting back with us. Like they agreed with the other action elements, everything, but like that is not an adventure game or in any way, shape, or form. However, by the time we were done, I think I won the majority of people over in, in the okay. debate. So oh, and, yeah, yeah, reasoning. Huh, people are reasonable sometimes. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I can surprise you every once in a while. They'll surprise you. Well, you know, we we couldn't talk about 2022 without talking about a return to Monkey Island, and and you know, I don't want to <laughs> beat beat the drum any more than it's already been beat. Most people have have played it, you know, they they know what it is, but I do think it's important to talk about because you know, not necessarily just the game, but the significance and the importance of of what that means. You know, this this opened the door for. A terrible toy box to start working with with Disney. It opened the door for like a lot of things, much yeah. of which 2022. That was kind of the story of of the whole year is the doors opening to you know the past meets the future. The game itself was was really good, you know. It was as close to a AAA game as we got in adventure as we will get in yep. adventure anymore, and. It, this might be a, a good topic for another show, but I had it. I can't remember where I had Return of Monkey. Was that number four on on my list or something like that? I, oh, I don't remember specifically. On it was number four on our list overall. That's all I'm going to say about our list. But, <laughs> but I think um, I think that 
one of the things that makes adventure games great again is the indie aspects of of indie. And one of the things I thought took away from some of the character of of Return to Monkey Island was like the heavy production. Mm -hmm. And um and so I think that like I'm really hoping that we get something else. You know, I hope we get like the Maniac Mansion has been has been rumored or or even another another Monkey Island uh, type of game. But man, it could be that Return to Monkey Island could have been so so great. I mean, it could have been so so great with just a little less attention to console. And I think the UI just it it really dumbed it down a little bit. But overall, it was our number four uh, adventure game uh, of the year, and I think that's well that's a good ranking. That's kind of where it belongs. And so. Yeah, I bet you, though, there are a lot of people that thought it was like slam dunk going to be well, our game of the year. And I'm glad you said that because uh, there's always different generations. You know, what my opinion was, what the rest of our staff opinion was, a lot of us are, you know, either approaching 40 or in our 40s, you know, or older. And so we're used to a, a certain type of game, you know what I mean? So now that games are being made to maybe draw attention to the next generation, maybe that doesn't sit well. However, that next generation, now they're adventure game fans. Yeah, so, right. you know, it, it all balances out as any genre should. Yeah. But, you know, I like this takes nothing away from Ron Gilbert or Return of to Monkey In a way, I'm kind of glad that it didn't win. Because, you know, our hotspot highlights, as we call mm -hmm. them, um, they're not popularity contests, or, or we don't intend for them to be. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the better games are going to be more popular. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't want it to be, a, oh, you know, of course, Return to Monkey Island has to win because it's the most hyped, the most anticipated, uh, the sort of biggest budgeted, the, you know, you know, we looked, but we all, all we did was, you know, judge the merits of each game on their own. And, you know, we found a couple of, a few others that, uh, very that, special uh, return mm -hmm. to monkey Island. And, um, one that didn't fell just uh, a little bit short, mm -hmm. um, is another game that I haven't played. I'm probably giving the impression I didn't play anything this past year, but it's more the fact that I want to really, uh, give a plug for these games mm -hmm. because they're the sorts of games that you might just skim through. And, oh, I, I haven't really heard about that. I I don't know enough about it. Um, you know, let me, let's play Return to Monkey Island. <laughs> but but this game is Perfect Tides by uh, Three Bs. But uh, really, it's uh, Meredith Gran who is the uh, um, developer behind that. And I have like there are split. Uh, opinions on every game you know every game you love someone else hates i have never ever 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 heard anyone who's played perfect tides say a negative word about this game mm -hmm. um it's sort of a very character driven game um really beautiful this this game is really indie like you know a, a publisher would never have thrown their weight behind this game it's it's very much a personal project by the, the developer it's about a you know a, a teenage girl who's um, on sort of a idyllic uh, vacation island, but you know throughout the rest of the year it's kind of a lonely solitary place for a kid to grow up, and mm -hmm. 
So it's all about her experiences of, you know, dealing with relationships and, oh, it's set in the year 2000. So it's very much the sort of burgeoning uh, online community kind of thing. And mm -hmm. just like touches on so many real uh, emotions and, uh, you know, circumstances that we all would have experienced at some point in our lives. So yeah, it's like really, really powerful game, apparently. Although again, I haven't played it. Yeah, I haven't played it either. Um, in fact, I don't know too much uh, about it outside of what I read in, in the columns, so I can't really add too much. Although I do think it was a really smart move to touch on that demographic, the adventure game demographics, like upbringing, nostalgia. Yeah. It really hits that hit that nostalgia. And uh, absolutely. And now, was that a new developer too? Yeah. Was that a first time? Man, her first time game. Yep, got it uh, crowdfunded to help mm -hmm. uh, get it out and. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's got a sequel coming out, so... Oh, I didn't know. Let, awesome. Yep, let, let's everybody play Perfect Tide so that we're ready for Station to... For Perfect Tide's Station to Station when it comes out in 2024, I think. So not this year, but next. Okay. Well, and that transitions nicely to another first-time developer a game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about uh, Crowns and Pawns. Now I've uh, talked to, I've talked a little bit about the game uh, in the past. I haven't given it too too much love, uh, or probably not the amount of attention that I think that the game the game deserved. It has some very unique aspects of it, and I, and I can't just keep I don't want to keep touching on this because there's so much more to the game. But this is really like this is groundbreaking uh, for the adventure community to make it to where you can you can essentially create a personality for your avatar for your mm -hmm. character. You could give them clothes. You could kind of give them like a occupation, like that type of a thing, you know, gives them true personality in the game. And it's not been done. Like I I've been asking around, it's not been done before. And that was uh, according to, I mean, I don't want to say for a fact, because it looks like you're, you're thinking now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, for my research, it hasn't been done before. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I think it may have been done on a very superficial level, like mm -hmm. you get to choose uh, mm -hmm. what is your background. Uh, like I'm oh, sure Tucky Root Zero or something like that. But what really makes, and I, I'm not going to keep standing, mm -hmm. stepping on your toes here, no. but what really makes Crowns and Pawns unique um, is uh, that it factors into the puzzles. Like your choices aren't That's just the throwaway things. Mm -hmm. They actually change the way the gameplay evolves around it. So that's really neat. Anyway, sorry. This yeah, is no, thank you. <laughs> actually, you said that better than I would have said it. And so, you know, I really appreciate that. And it does factor into, into the rest of the adventure. Now, I've only made it 60% of the way through. So I can't tell you the everything you know about i can't obviously i wouldn't in this anyways however i will say that the plot is is interesting it's a uh, and it's an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous game and it's a true adventure i mean a you have like, everything classic about it you got the pure point and click you are going on an adventure <laughs> and that's uh that's always something that's very uh, fascinating for me it's captivating for me and i can't wait to have more time to to finish that one up and yeah. so and it's got a real sort of uh, unique cultural feel too. It, it focuses on um, Lithuania, which I don't. It's think completely is... different than I ever thought. Uh, when yeah. I think of Lithuania, like I, prior to, I really knew nothing, nothing about it, no lore yeah. or anything, and oh. I, I felt like I kind of have a better understanding, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so cultural. Yeah. 
So that's that's three games. Do you want to do you want to tell everybody what actually won? Do you want to give that one away? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think a show would be complete if we didn't talk about the game. Like, we don't look. Listen, we're about to spoil it. This is your spoiler warning. So if you don't want to hear it now, go and read our article or uh, watch our video, and then race back and then hear us talking about it. But uh, for those that already do know or you know or don't don't mind us spoiling it mm-hmm. our adventure game of the year for 2022 is the case of the golden idol mm-hmm. and wow talk about another out of left field where did this game come from who are these guys behind it like i've never even i've never heard of them i've never heard of the game mm-hmm. how on earth did it win game of the year yeah and I, I had not seen i'd not heard of it prior to sean doing his review i mean and this thing has come to almost like cult classic style you know what i mean people are if they've played it there's no here or there it's here yeah i mean people adore the game i've not played it can't wait again another one that i would love to play it looks it has such a uniqueness to it or at least from the from what i understand the look on it is is really cool another game that i i guess it's I guess it's pattern after, you know, or maybe not pattern after, but kind of like people say is, uh, what is it, the Oberdeen? Return uh, of the Oberdeen, yep. Uh, no, it absolutely is, yeah. But, but I haven't it, played that one either, and so like I'm, I'm excited to kind of get get a new understanding of what some of these new trends of of adventures are. are and so, yeah, I mean, we we've talked about games that uh, you know we didn't sort of like as much as other people did and return of the Oberdin was on my list again nothing against the game so when i heard this game was a bit like that i kind of went maybe uh, maybe not but same as you i again never heard anybody who's played it say it's anything other than brilliant so so yeah you're you have a series of sort of grisly murders to solve mm-hmm. um but uh, like all through deduction and only um, by accessing sort of written text that you take from the the crime scenes themselves. So, um, yeah, it's like really fascinating. Um, like it doesn't really it's not beautiful in this sense. So, again, th- no, this but that's, my... that's what makes it cool. I think yeah. it, it, it kind of it lends itself well to the story or what you're, yeah. what you're doing. You know, it's yeah. captivating. And so and and uh from what i understand it there's no inventory in it either outside of like you mentioned you know dialogue and clues that you or uh verbal stuff that you pick up from from the scene so, yeah no no yeah it's not a traditional adventure game in that sense at all but uh but i mean this you and i have mm-hmm. to play it because it is you know we've talked so much about too many games getting away from gameplay Mm-hmm. case of the golden idol is like all gameplay it is pure gameplay you know there's a story but you know that's um and i'm not to say that it's not relevant but uh, you know it's the story unfolds through the gameplay directly through the gameplay so like there's no filler it's just you're 100 percent in it 100 percent of the time so i'm really looking forward to playing we really should play uh, play that for sure, and it's one of those games too. Like I mentioned, that we talk about on Reddit and part of the the post that I made up regarding um, our article. Everybody that that has played it, they're mad at you if you've not played it. Like oh, okay. uh, it's one of those type of things. Like you've got to go play it right now. It 
And it's like you mentioned, the the look of it immediately, it's not something that's going to jump out at me, at least. Yeah. But, you know, the more I dig into it, it looks like that's exactly the, the kind of the charm, the charm yeah, to it. It's it's so. not an easily marketable game. You know, I don't you see how it could be. Yeah, you can't sell it on the graphics. You can't sell it on action or lots of animation, or you can't sell it on sort of the developer name recognition. It's just this little indie game. You know that if you don't look into it, if you don't, you know, give it some attention, you'll just completely, you know, look past. So that's and why it's. You know, I'm so glad that uh, so many people on our staff, on the Hotspot staff, uh, really championed it because, you know, it clearly deserves it. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's another first-time dev, right? First-time developer. Exactly. We have a wonderful future in store for us. The oh, adventure game genre is did not die, and it's it's in it's as flour it's flourishing as much as it possibly can right now, yeah. I think. And so good time to be a an adventure game fan. Now we kind of covered all covered all of those, and I think we'll want to kind of touch some of the the honorable mentions, the things yeah. that that didn't quite make the top fifteen list. Maybe there was enough people that played these games enough to 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 vote for them. So why don't you go ahead and get us started on uh, on the first one? Yeah, I mean. Um... I think overall there were 35 different games that were nominated mm -hmm. um, to be on the list in total. And of so course they had, they had some sort of votes, correct? Yeah. They had some sort of, you know, yeah. they had support to be among the top adventure games of the year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were, I was originally thinking we'd just do a top 10, mm -hmm. but then I looked at, sort of 11 through 15 and went uh, we can't leave these off Strong, yeah. <laughs> so we expanded that to 15 and even then i'm going oh man we're leaving off so many good games so yeah you know we just we had to draw the line somewhere so it's really unfortunate that we had to leave any of these other ones off but like to have more would have felt like kind of participation badges for everyone sort sure. of thing but yeah. it's not that these are really, really, really good games that, like in any other year, might have easily cracked the top 15. Uh, who knows? But anyway, so, you know, I've got a few favorites. Um, well, can one you of them actually, actually kind of, because I don't have the list in front of me. I'm I'm a bad show host. Can you kind of give some of the high, all of the highlights of the ones in there? And maybe I'll jump in and, and talk a little bit about some ones that you don't talk about. Is that okay? Uh, well, I don't have a, I just wrote down a list. Of oh, okay. Well, my favorite. So, okay. <laughs> but I can, you can, I'll, I'll, I will lead and you can uh, chip in. Although I would love to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how it should be. I think uh, one of them, um, we actually just reviewed, uh, yesterday, I believe, or earlier today. I have what the days kind of bleed together. Uh, it's called Boxville. This is from a small uh, Ukrainian developer, go mm -hmm. Ukraine. Um, and it just like, it looks like a really charming game, very, um, machinarium inspired. It's about a bunch of sort of living cans, like actual tin cans that live in a world made of boxes, hence Boxville. So, and they too, surprisingly have had a little bit of a disaster, not an apocalypse, but mm -hmm. a series of earthquakes. So, you know, yeah, you're this little can who has to go through this world made of you know boxes and like uh you know figure out what happened oh and to rescue your dog who went missing uh, so yeah yeah really 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 charming and uh yeah i can't wait to try it out 
Well, I'll I'll throw one that I I know I have in my head already. Okay. Um, I was I, I was surprised that Capia didn't make uh the the top fifteen. You want to talk about a charming, a charming game? That that's that's the epitome of what uh, what Capia is. Another post apocalyptic uh, post apocalyptic game, on there, and uh, a grandfather and and granddaughter duo. <laughs> my computer talks to me when you uh when you send everything all right from, all right uh, no, <laughs> so we no know what you're going at <laughs> discussions behind the scenes okay yeah Busted. but uh that's that's a super 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 fun game and i think the best part of that of copio was all of the little um what do you call them like mini games inside oh, yeah? the adventure like just when things start slowing down a little bit, you get to a point to where, gosh, I don't really know necessarily what to do. They pop a little mini game in there and uh, made it, it just kind of revved you up. And next thing you know, that mini game actually gets you past. That's the thing that you needed to do. Um, a fun game, super fun. And again, a, a first time dev team. So, and yeah, we're going to have uh, Anna on uh, last week of this month. And we're going to talk about some of the the changes in the adventure game um, industry in the creating of of adventure games. And so, yeah, and as you're always great fun to talk two to. Two for but, two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't played that game, but uh, I desperately want to because they describe their world as a quote unquote funky universe, and like that, that's like having me at hello you know what i mean anything that describes itself as funky i i have to check out so and <laughs> i mean you know every trailer every screenshot every picture of a cat in a in a mechanical suit uh <laughs> makes me go oh yeah i guess uh, that would be considered funky yeah uh, that's that's pretty funky i think yeah uh i got another one let's go with lord winklebottom investigates uh, yes. i Oh, this really hurt to leave off the list because mm -hmm. it's such a such a funny, charming, um, you know, cartoony um, whodunit um, starring a giraffe named uh, Lord Winklebottom and uh, his uh, hippopotamus Hip uh, assistant. Of course, it's a hippopotamus and a Doctor Frumple. Right? Why wouldn't it and be? It's so th this game is quintessentially British and very funny. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, again, it, it, it deserves all the accolades we gave it in our review. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm glad we have this sort of additional opportunity just to give them a shout out. They may not have made the list, but they're great games and we want people to know about them and play them. When she, the, the developer, came on our, our show our our, um, our tr first the the first show that we did that launched our our website adventure game hotspot uh i think i started thinking you know everything i know of this game that's her personality like she's yes. very like giggly you know very uh british-esque humor just bubbly and, and excitable and how could you uh like how could you have met that woman and not want to see her succeed that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give give that game a give that game a go, and that's definitely on. That's a, like the next or third game that I have on my list of games to play. And so again, that's a adventure game geek special right there. Love that. Loves that game. And so yeah. 
I think a lot of people do. You uh, you got any more? Or you want me to keep? Uh... Well, uh, you know, you've kind of fed me uh, fed me a reminder of one of it. It's was it Nine Lives uh, Noir, right? Nine Noir Lives. Nine yeah, I didn't noir know if you lives. played it or not, was... but. Uh... I, I don't know much about the game. I know it looked really interesting and I love the title as yes. in like nine. Is it a playoff of more like nine more nine noir lives? I started uh, thinking I, that might be why they put nine noir lives on there. I don't know, but, but it's very much uh, sort of a comedy noir. Like it is a noir yeah. game. So, um, and it's beautiful. Again, another first time developer, mm -hmm. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous graphics and all starring uh, cats of course and you like loaded with cat puns it's a good for you, good year for cats good year for cat games yeah how many how many games adventure games has a cat been the protagonist or been a, a like a mainstay in it or in an adventure game prior to 2022 i don't know it's catching on though because there's been a, I mean, there's been a few others lately but uh yeah but i like it i, I cats are so such interesting uh mm -hmm. characters i think yeah, you know, like, like for real. Love them or hate them. Love them or hate them, and that because <laughs> oh, they love or on. hate you. No, I'm I'm a cat guy. I I'm truly truly a cat guy. I don't have them right now because my wife is uh, allergic to cats. But my, oh. I've I've always had a cat my entire life, prior to being married to my wife. So love cats. Right. Yeah, throw throw some more. Give us some some uh, shotgun shotgun games. As throw us a, a quite a few here. Quite a few. Oh, I yeah, only... give me like three three more. Maybe I'll... Okay, I can give something. you three more. Okay. okay. One is uh, Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. It, it, again, that it didn't get sort of a glowing review from us, but this is another first-time developer. And like, it was actually very impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, th this is sort of the more traditional, you know, sort of first game from a developer. You know, it's got mm -hmm. its... its cracks and you know areas for improvement but so so much potential too it's a gorgeous game and uh you know it looks like a lot of fun to me and that game actually got some uh, uh some attention you know when people talk about 2022 games like if i look up youtube videos or something they talk about adventure when they talk about like pc gamer did a, a thing talking about adventure games in, in 2022 and that was one of the games that they brought up i I think because it has that traditional look to it, you know, that cartoony, you know, interesting, yeah. fun look. But uh, yeah, it didn't quite make our it didn't quite make our list. It didn't, but it's certainly deserving of a shout out. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like very Day of the Tentacle-esque and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, great, like gorgeous graphics. And like, I love the premise and I love comedic games yeah. uh, in general. So yeah, it uh, you know, it really appealed to me. Uh, another one I've got uh, is Monorail Stories. Mm. Um, it's another really interesting um, premise. You're, uh, you play two different characters on the same sort of skybound monorail mm. uh, going in different directions. And, you know, it's just the entire game is, is all about the relationships that you, uh, you know, cultivate with the people that share your commute day in and day out. So... Um, yeah, it's sort of a really fascinating uh, idea to explore. Uh, you know, no no epic adventure. You know, you never actually leave uh, either the two stations at the end or the monorail itself. So it's all very confined. But the characters bring their own stories um, 
you know, to the adventure. So like, it really feels like a whole bunch of monorail stories. That's why it's called monorail stories, you know? So really interesting. And give us one more. Okay. Uh, another one I have not uh, played, unfortunately, is uh, Dexter Stardust Adventures oh, yes. in Outer Space. Mm -hmm. Now this game looks like sort of the perfect game for any kind of LucasArts lover or uh, you know, any traditional adventure game lover, um, you know, beautiful graphics, traditional game point and click gameplay, uh, just, you know, looks funny, uh, looks good to, to um, people that are uh, on, find themselves, um, you know, on, on a alien planet and, you know, kind of have to fend for themselves. So yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of fodder there for, you know, traditional adventuring. So it looks like a lot of fun. And if we're talking traditional adventures, now this this kind of was the, towards the latter end of, of 2021, I believe. But, you know, it was pre-adventure game hotspot, so I'll throw this in there. Uh, Willie Morgan, that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, a whole lot of fun. Uh, very, very, very interesting. I, I haven't heard anything else uh, from them since that game, though. Um but that was uh, one of those one of those traditional point and click, just gorgeous, uh, cartoony looks, very Monkey Island inspired, well, very, very Monkey Island inspired game. Yeah, I love the graphics on that one. And uh, just as a matter of full disclosure here, I did uh, some of the editing on the English language uh, translation. So that's why it's so funny. No, no, <laughs> actually, it's funny because I actually had uh, a few people say you know, it, it seemed like it lost something in translation. And I'm going, well, I think what people don't understand sometimes mm -hmm. is that, you know, when you're doing uh, any translation, it's not just to do it in the most sort of natural way possible. It's like each character has their own distinct personality. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're unusual characters and speak unusually, you know, or very formally or officially or something like that. So it, may, it sort of may not sound you know kind of like natural language all the time but that's you know usually very much by design so um i'm glad you mentioned something that happened near the end of something because mm -hmm. i also wanted to give a shout out and i felt really bad about it um that i don't think any of us uh, got a chance to play uh it's a game called beyond the edge of owls guard and it just came out like December 23rd. Yeah. So like literally none of us had played the game. Uh, it looks beautiful. Gorgeous yeah, pixel art game starring, you know, more uh, animals uh, on an adventure to save their kingdom from machines. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's good or not. It certainly looks good. It, uh, you know, I can't wait to, you know, we're going to review the game. So I can't wait to hear uh, our reviewers' impressions and, uh, you know, if it's top 15 worthy, sorry, we just, you know, we're like the anti-Oscars, you know, it it actually benefits us if you released it, you know, earlier in the year, so we have more time to play it. Yeah, especially since we opened our sites way late in the year, and so True. we were we were just slammed trying to get a whole, cram, a whole year's worth into the last couple to three, you know, a couple months of the year, right. so that's a, that's a big thing as well. So I and I didn't throw this at you in the in our show notes or anything uh, prior, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this anyway. So I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. But let oh, me boy. let me start. Let me tell you what I'm I'm playing right now. Okay. I'm I'm actually playing uh an old game that was just released on PC. Finally, I'm playing the Uncharted games, and I'm having so much fun, Jack. 
I mean, so much fun. Oh, you're shaking your head. What's up? Uh, yeah, people aren't going to believe that this was unscripted uh -huh. uh, because that's what I'm playing too. For sure. <laughs> but here's here's the sad news. Let's all feel uh -huh. sorry for me because the game is not uh, agreeing with my lousy uh -huh. piece of crap computer. So it's kind of stuttery and I may have to give it up for now. So, so I may have to live vicariously through you, but we're clearly on the same wavelength here. Hey, so tell me about it. If our, our site continues to do well, maybe I'll have to get you a, a, a computer as a as a, a bonus or something. At the beginning well, of I'm going to have to do something soon. This thing's <laughs> dying fast. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's super fun. I haven't played too many of these style of games in my past because I'm oh, no? not a big um, console console guy in fact right. i've like i haven't ha played or i haven't had any of the recent recent consoles uh i mean i'd say anything past xbox 360 i've i've not played outside of you know at friend's house or gatherings here and there that type of a thing but now that it is uh now that we have a lot of these things being converted to pc i'm kind of getting that whole action adventure world uh i played like star wars uh jedi Fallen, yep, fallen order, order. Yep, super, but it's the same the same type of thing it's yep. a non-stop well it's all puzzles everything is that you're doing is puzzles moving around everything that you have to do True. to get from one place to the other is essentially like a uh, a big puzzle and that's kind of what what uncharted is so far i'm like an hour and a half into playing so it has a little bit of a of the past mixed into you know the present flashing back and it kind of explains why you're doing certain things the story so far is is captivating absolutely absolutely gorgeous uh, and it's it's everything i like in like adventure movies all of those type of things by the way uncharted movie fantastic fantastic yeah. I wasn't that impressed by it, but uh, you know, I, it had its good scenes. But I very much and I love Tom Holland. So. Yeah, so I guess we had that. Is there anything else that you've been playing or or that you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I didn't get you. No, real like every year I go. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna play one game just for fun, just mm -hmm. for me in the last week of the year, and yep. so I picked Uncharted, and then mm -hmm. I've been so freaking pissed off at my computer for not uh not behaving on me that i haven't uh, you know no it kind of took all the wind out of my sails to even try something else you know oh man oh man it well, oh, well. yeah you could live vicariously through me without any spoilers without <laughs> yeah, it without any spoilers don't rub it in my face this is so much fun <laughs> Yeah, this the next thing I'm going to say probably should have been maybe brought up in the last uh, the last episode. But one thing I, I just want to mention real quick that I'm super excited about that, that's coming up is um, I'm trying to think of what the what the game is. This wasn't like asked. Nobody asked me to say this or anything. But uh, oh, Brian Scott. Oh yeah, uh, Adventures of, of Brian, Brian Scott. Scott. As a uh, a broken sword fan, and obviously it's so clearly inspired by by broken oh, yeah. sword. I mean, heck, it's got uh, uh, Walt, Rolf uh, Rolf Saxon. Saxon, yeah, the it's voice got, of George Stobart, and it's got the voice of of uh, Nico. Oh, does it in there? Yep, as oh, well. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, voice of Nico, and have I mean. Oh, so wow. the demo is coming out uh, in March, and as well as a, as the Kickstarter. So. I, I don't normally go on record because it's kind of hard for, you know, having, especially now that I have a, a website with you and 
I don't like to just go on record and say something that I'm going to follow because then everybody will say, hey, help me out here or something. But this is what I'm, yeah, exactly I'm, I'm right. excited about. And we about. don't want to pick favorites, but hey, well, of some, course. Kind, some games just sort of story like story wise it's it's captivated me you know so far i've been following the development and so yeah so now uh, we always ended up with uh the top five and i think me talking about uncharted you know it's not going to be in my top five but i think it's a nice way to you know that was that was fun mm -hmm. uh, 2022 was not very good for movies what do you think yeah it wasn't very good for uh, me there are lots of movies that i didn't get around to seeing so you know i i, I don't want to make any sort of definitive pronouncement on quality mm -hmm. all i can say was like it wasn't sort of uh, you, you know when you told me this was going to be our top five i wasn't sort of you know overwhelmed by the right. number of choices right i'm going well there okay. wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot I mean, there wasn't a lot of big, big blockbusters that yeah. that that came out this year. Well, of course, some people would I, argue ones with, that I've seen. Yeah, some people would argue with the smaller movies, like same with games, mm -hmm. tend to sort of be better too. And I've got a couple of those on my list. Sure. So. And well, blockbusters too. You got to love blockbusters. So why don't you get us started on this? Oh, you want me to get started? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, actually, let me pull up my list here. You're going to see it go a little go a little white. It's going to go a little white here while I. Pull this bad boy up. Okay. So I think, and this is not only movies, but also uh, shows uh, of shows, 2022. Yeah. And I'm going to go at number five was Reacher, the Jack Reacher show. Oh, yeah. Now, it probably wasn't incredibly good. <laughs> However, no, I mean, okay. it was it was a fun, it was a, a, a right, right, right. action-packed, fun, yeah, fun a popcorn show. show exactly however now i've read every lee child jack reacher book that and the second they come out i read them so it meant a lot to me to have this uh to have it come on the series and of course it was the the killing floor which was the hugely popular initial book by lee child and uh it kind of did a, a six episode show you know that that followed the killing floor Super, super fun, and that's going to be number five on my list. All right. And did that, uh, like, I've seen them. I haven't seen the show. I did see the Tom Cruise movies. Uh, like, where where do they, how do they compare? Well, uh, Jack Reacher is, uh, in the books, six foot four, 245 pounds. That was the thing that leapt out of me. And yeah. Tom Cruise is not well, that. <laughs> now, Tom Cruise does have a commanding presence to him. I'm a I'm a I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan, like a huge Tom Cruise fan. Some people think he's weird, you know, or anything. I think it's cool. I think he's a great, 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 iconic actor. Um, didn't do it for me for Jack Reacher in the movies, but yeah. good movies nonetheless, you know. Well, you've teed it up for me to mm -hmm. steal some of your thunder by mentioning a Tom Cruise movie on my list. Uh -huh. Unless, if you want me to leave it for you, I no, do no, go for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I surprised myself completely by loving Top Gun Maverick as much mm -hmm. as I did. Like I'm not a Tom Cruise, I'm not a Tom Cruise hater, mm -hmm. but I don't like I feel nothing for him. Like I love the uh, Mission Impossible movies, but mm -hmm. uh, otherwise he's sort of he's he's not a draw or anything for me. So mm -hmm. I didn't like the first Top Gun way back in the day. Oh, you so. didn't? Oh, wow. Okay, so oh. that that means a lot that you liked the second one then. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and. 
I think the, yeah, it was some amazing uh, aerial sequences. And I, I think the thing that really stood out for me most was that he wasn't such a jerk throughout the whole movie. Like yeah. that was kind of the whole premise. He's this young, in the of the first movie, he's mm -hmm. this young hot shot, way too arrogant for his own good, uh, you know, and eventually has to come to learn some humility and, yeah. and so on and so forth, you know, but that kind of turned me off of the character. You spend like three quarters of a movie really disliking a character. It's hard to really like the movie. Whereas in this movie, I liked him from the start, basically. He's still very raw, rough around the edges, but uh, but I liked him. So I was just able to enjoy sort of all the other good parts of the movie too, um, as a whole. So yeah, like I said, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the year, would top would the top gun sequel be on my top five list of movies for the year nope but it is yeah top gun was truly an event for us and our family when when it came out because you know my my mother and father avid avid fans of the first top gun movie so obviously you oh, yeah? come up you know you you like the movies as well yeah. i didn't really think that i would enjoy the second one because i always thought the it was kind of a silly relationship between like this goose's son type of thing i always thought it was right. really frustrated at the end of the initial top gun where he like tosses the dog tags over the over the ship I'm like, <laughs> you know maybe the son would have wanted those so, you know that type <laughs> of a thing yeah and he's playing his actual age even though he looks like he's like 45 years i know old. yeah it's so hard to like take that serious but that's him yeah, that's yeah. legitimately what he is so you have to I loved it. And I'm glad you actually mentioned that because I had others that was going to be on my list, but I have others that just squeaked out and uh, I'd like to add them in there. Uh, go for it. All right. So one. going back to my next one's going to be um, Outer Range television show. Okay. Did you uh, watch that at all or hear about it? I know. I, the name doesn't even ring a bell. Uh, Josh Brolin. I mean, okay. I, if I explain the show to you, it's going to tell you everything because there's so little storyline to it. I can't explain any of the plot in the storyline, but I'll say this. It is not what you think. I mean, I get every, every movie premise. I know exactly all the, every movie I watch. I know what's going to happen at the end. Right. Ooh, it threw me like, I couldn't believe at the end, such a huge, incredible twist and, and very captivating the way that they, um, they filmed it, the, the dialogue in it. Like you, I literally am craving like every interaction, like every interaction between two people, because it's so well-written and so interesting. Oh, wow. It's a mix of kind of like you're on a ranch. He's on a ranch, but there's a, there's a whole lot of like sci-fi type of things going on. And I can't say any more because hmm. I'm, I'm recommending it to everybody. Watch it. It's a this Amazon, is, Amazon Prime uh, show. Uh, this is a show, not a movie, right? Yeah, it's a show. It's an eight-episode eight show. Okay. Show. Oh, wow. Oh, mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm, that's definitely going on my list. Cool. Um, I didn't have a lot of shows on my list. Um, if we were doing like a lifetime achievement award, I would have given better call Saul one because it's just a brilliant and amazing show that I even said earlier in another podcast that I would love to see turn into an adventure game. But, uh, but I was not a fan of the sixth season at all. I thought it was sort of a really weak way to go out. So, so I couldn't really put that forward. So the, my one and only show, um, is Andor, the, uh, 
Star Wars movie on uh, Disney Plus. Um, I kind of surprised myself by how much I liked it too, because it's sort of based on uh, Ro- the movie Rogue One. It's yeah. a sort of prequel to Rogue One, which you know I liked, but I didn't love, so I didn't feel any sort of strong connection to mm-hmm. go back to that character that that era. But man, they did a good job yes. with it. It's you know if you took out a few names and stuff you almost might not even think it was star wars because it's it's very like a small corner of the universe and it's not like i don't think they ever mentioned jedis or the force once which to me are often the weakest link in the entire franchise so it's nice to fo- and there weren't a lot of droids you know it's very mm-hmm. much about um people and interactions but still you know lots of action and stuff like that so really gritty um really sort of down in the mud you know star wars so yeah i loved it, it. you said it uh, it's often the whole jedi aspect of star wars that it really it it, it takes away from the star wars universe and it's it so does. so wildly popular that they try to just throw it in there for cash purposes <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah andor was definitely definitely on my list that's a, that was a weekly thing that my wife and i the second it came out boom we had to watch that and one of the great things about the original star wars series is it it had an old time feel it felt like it was in the yeah. past but it was futuristic and they blended that perfectly and then as we get further along you know the prequels and a lot of the other things it just felt like it just felt too futuristic mm-hmm. robots colors and you know yeah a whole bunch of things that i won't really go into right yeah but, but i feel like andor took that and kind of brought it back you know yeah. made it more of a rustic feel mm-hmm. but yeah. still had the sense of you know this is this is the future in some far distant slow world yeah, and yeah. great acting too. Great acting oh, yeah. for a Star yeah, yeah. Wars show. <laughs> I mean, the acting was amazing, amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that opens up another one off my list. Well, I'm going to throw up one that was. Uh, you mentioned uh, Better Call Saul. Didn't really like the last season. I'm going to throw uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award, but however, the last season wasn't its strongest. It was um, why do I always want to say two Yellowstone? Oh, okay yeah have you seen have you seen the no i've okay. certainly heard plenty about it but is Holy. it done i didn't think it was it's still going isn't it yeah it's still going okay it but the last the last season wasn't its strongest the, okay, the, the, right. in 2022 yeah you want to talk about acting i mean and just captivating captivating storylines that's uh that's yellowstone you either love or hate every character in it enough to make you have a vested interest in their success or their demise and and that is that's that's one of those shows that i, I think that everybody at least have to watch the first three or four seasons to, or give it a season to see if that's something that that pulls you in now i think i probably should have prefaced this like i'm not a typical type of of guy who likes um I don't really like the popular, popular stuff. I'm not a game. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's not really a something that, that hits me, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I like I like things that take you take you that make you sit there and you have to watch. You know, if I'm doing a puzzle, I don't want to watch. Like, I, if I can watch a show while doing a puzzle, I don't. That show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want yeah, to yeah. be 
you know, hanging there. Yeah. And so all of these, all of these shows that I'm, I'm talking about is, is, is that to it. Yeah. So. I would say that about game of Thrones though. Mm-hmm. It, I, I did watch the show and really enjoyed it. I have not seen the prequel show that came out. I certainly want to, but I have, mm-hmm. you know, haven't gotten around to it but yeah that's kind of why i wanted to preface uh, or at least in the middle say yeah i didn't get to see those the, the prequel or, or any of that stuff so but everybody says great things about all of those so yeah yeah well i mean here's something that everybody should know about me is that i'm like a sort of superhero comics junkie so mm-hmm. this is going way back to my childhood so mm-hmm. i grew up on spider-man and batman and you know, everyone else. So like, I, I love the whole trend towards, I know people complain there's way too many of them, not me. I love it. So, but, uh, this year, um, again, I surprised myself with the one that I liked most, which was Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Ah. Like I didn't follow Dr. Strange when I was a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, the first movie was sort of a, you know, kind of average origin mm-hmm. story. So I didn't have a ton of, you know hype going into this uh, latest one but man they did such a good job like really right. fun um you know drawing in different elements um from other um universes so uh, the multiverse as it's called but mm-hmm. and yeah like I- i'm like you i often can predict where a story is going and mm-hmm. what they're going to do way at a time this just kept pulling out different things from left field and i just go well, that is so funny and clever and i just really enjoyed it uh, they, it's I, I know that i saw it but so many of those things are blending together for me you have <laughs> yeah, like the, they, the spider-man with him yeah. in there I, I can't can you give us the premise of that one again um oh well there's this this one girl um who has the power to jump from ah. universe to universe and there's sort of someone evil trying to mm-hmm. capture her Follow to her, gain yeah. that power so i don't want to say too much because well, there's like multiple Doctor Stranges, right? Like multiple styles of of Doctor Strange, or at least at the beginning, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, different one. Yeah, because they they go to so many different uh, universes that uh, each one has its own Doctor Strange. I used to be such a big like superhero fan of movies. I'm so burnt out. I mean, oh, yeah. like I'm so burnt out. I, I wanted to find a way to put Batman in you know because i i like the kind of gritty aspect of it but um yeah i'm burnt out of superhero movies i need like a a whole year off Mm. like just stop making all that money for a second yeah Yeah, exactly make me get get me excited for something coming you know give me the anticipation because i know every time i turn on disney plus or something like that there's something else that i can i can see and star wars too you know but yeah Ah, okay. So what do I have left here? Um, so you said Andor. I said, okay. Um, it's going to be The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, definitely a thinking a thinking man's show. And as you guessed it, it it's about a movie. Now, it's a television – or it's about a, a lawyer. There was a movie, mm-hmm. a Lincoln Lawyer movie. And Matthew McConaughey, I remember Matthew that. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, and this it's kind of based off like that that premise, um, but every episode was something that Julie and I uh, we really were, were captivated, and it's not the type of show that we normally would like. I'm not a John Grisham fan. I'm not like a, a 
uh, a few good men. I, I've never really liked the lawyer side, but there's so much behind the scenes, yeah. you know, that that it emphasizes not just the court type of stuff, but it's right. uh, what they have to do to to build on the case, like the the slimy stuff, <laughs> you know, like that that goes unsaid or unspoken of that has to happen in you know yeah. it's in a trial and in a case and so where that's, where is that showing that sounds like my kind of thing i think it's another amazon prime uh prime show all right so yeah so i still got another couple turns here because i still have a few more things i think so mind. yeah all right <laughs> um okay I'd heard so many good things about this movie that I had to uh, check it out for myself. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And uh, I just like heard that it's like completely bananas, but it, like the critics loved it. You know, the, you know, viewers seem to love it. Mm -hmm. And I, I still can't even make much sense about what it was about, but uh, it stars Michelle Yeoh. And um it is. It is completely bananas. And it's very much a multiverse movie, too. And, mm -hmm. like, take Doctor Strange, which had, like, maybe four or five different universes, and multiply that by ten. And, like, this character, like, characters coming in and out of multiverses so fast, it, it's hard to even keep track of them all. But, like, done in a really, really interesting way. Um, and yet at the heart of it, it's still very much a family relationship movie. Like it's mm -hmm. all these sort of sci-fi things happening. Um, and yet it's still very much a family drama at its heart. So really, really well done. Now, the funny thing about that is, um, I, I'm like you, I have very short attention span. So, um, it's, I have a tendency to just grab my iPad or whatever, if the movie mm -hmm. isn't grabbing me. And I did that the first time I watched this movie and you, you can't watch it that way. Yeah. Like I, I the, the movie ran and I kind of maybe watched half of it. And every time I looked up and go, I have no idea what's going on. It seems silly and ridiculous. I said, okay, that's not fair. So I put it away, rewound it all the way to the beginning, like stay glued to it this time, force myself. And, but I didn't need to force myself when I did that. It was like, it's so engrossing. So yeah. Yeah it deserved its accolades. It's a pretty impressive movie. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I have not even heard of it. Really? And so yeah. And I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I'm it'll done, probably so. be getting some awards love this year. So I don't have anything to add, add to that. You took like at least two of mine. So I, I, <laughs> I, I'm actually out of, uh, out of honorable mentions and I don't want to take your last one here. So I'm going to just throw in, obviously not going to be my number one pick. Like it's kind of li lined up to, um, I'm going to say, I know you're not going to choose these, uh, these, so I'm going to, I'm going to do two and kind of merge them into it. one. The, the, both the Brad Pitt movies this year. Uh, that is one of mine. Oh, it's, is it? It's, it's my special mention, but go ahead. <laughs> okay well it'll be my special mention too bullet There's... train is my special mention okay you you go ahead you run with it yeah so bullet train and um the other one the adventure um one oh uh, oh yeah lost something yes lost uh, city I, lost city just both of them it has uh, most of the characters were it were the same cast in both movies and you could tell like yeah. they they basically brought each other uh, along exactly 
and they're both the epitome of fun. They have a good amount of of humor mixed with action, like sarcastic action and sarcastic humor. And it's just like part, it's it's exactly what Brad Pitt should be doing at this stage of his career. Exactly, not quite yeah. not quite out of it, you know, it's still in shape to do some things, but still kind of a parody of himself because he's an older in shape guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. like they were just so much fun, both of them. And yeah. uh, I think that they definitely deserve some some uh some acclaim. Oh, absolutely. I like Bullet Train more than Lost uh mm-hmm. Lost City, but uh uh, again just completely bananas they just like balls to the wall Ball, that balls to the wall that's non-stop yeah that's a good yeah that's a good non-stop one. action but yeah very funny and mm-hmm. you know quirky characters and i love those kind of movies yeah. I, I know some people that like a movie to be one thing or another like don't mix comedy with action or don't mix horror with i love movies that blend things like if done right i think it's got to be done right you know, like anything else, it should be done right. You know, but I think uh, I think a movie should have something as a, as a primary focus, and then when you get something that you don't expect, it's like, <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, it's a nice blend. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm not gonna. This is sort of another special mention, not the one I'm going to talk about, but mm-hmm. uh, Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out mystery. Did you see the first? Just, yep, saw, Knives saw Out. the first one uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. And then I just saw the just saw the new one with the family. Yeah, I, I really like the first one. Um, Daniel Craig in like a very bizarre uh, role, but mm-hmm. like very funny. Um, but I didn't like the the sequel nearly as much. It oh, felt, really? I thought it was it a, a completely little, different style show. But uh, it, it was different style. It just felt a little too contrived. Like there's too much. Like you could almost see the strings being pulled behind the the scenes this time where it mm-hmm. felt a little more subtle in the first one but like still very good i enjoyed it but just like a step below the first one but mm-hmm. but the, the i'm going to finish off with i don't i don't know if i can say it's sort of top five but i just watched this movie last night it's called the banshees of inisharan um stars colin farrell and brendan gleason whom i absolutely loved in the same director's uh, previous movie with them which is called in bruges so if you have not seen in bruges make a point of tracking it down and finding it absolutely wonder wonderful movie um banshees of Inish sharon is ooh, is it bleak oh man is it bleak which isn't my preferred type of movie like i you know i like a little uplifting element too but it was bitterly funny at times too. Like I probably laughed out loud more in this horribly dark, depressing movie than I did in most comedy movies. You know what I mean? So like a really interesting, talk about a mix of things. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Like you're laughing at this sort of movie. That's one entire big gut punch (laughs) after another. And then you feel guilty about it, right? Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, but the acting is extraordinary. Uh, the cinematography is great. It's all set on a, a sort of remote um, Irish island. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, really impressive. And you're probably going to hear this name uh, around awards time too, so. Uh, Jack, you're a big Star Trek guy. I am. Did you watch the new Star Trek series that came out in 2022? Uh, which one? The Brave New Worlds? Yes, Yes, I did. And I probably liked that. Oh, 
dang it, I should have put this on my list. <laughs> um, I may like that second only to the very original series. Yeah, oh, really? Really, really impressive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of burned out on um, sort of serial stories, like mm -hmm. uh, uh, an entire season that kind of tracks one story that I have to follow from week to week. So, mm -hmm. like, I really love the more episodic nature of it. Like, I love Captain Pike, the main character, mm -hmm. and... And I like the fact that each show was just about its own thing. It's like, oh, good. I don't have to come, you know, with previous baggage from other shows that I've already forgotten sort of thing. So, yeah, it was really refreshing. I loved it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to start the series yet, but looking forward to it. I, I am a, a Star Trek fan and I, I you're I, my biggest Star Trek that I, I've always loved was the originals. Yeah. as well the corny corny aspects of the originals looking back at it of course not back when it was aired no and then of course the movies like really rekindled my uh my love of, of, of star trek as well so but that's yeah. definitely one that i'm gonna um my wife and i are gonna have to watch in in 2023 yeah i hope you like it i i, I don't like uh any of the other current series like i don't like discovery at all did you like the uh, card I tolerated Picard. Yeah. I I didn't think it was sort of a nice way to cap off a you know really amazing captain's legacy, but uh, like it it's interesting to watch. I'm glad I saw it, but it, no, it's it's really hard for me to watch him like that. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. So, well, that's pretty good. I think we we man we we spent some time on this episode. Yeah, I, I think we're both very passionate about movies, so it took a little bit more time <laughs> on the, the movies and shows than uh, yeah. than I expected. Why don't you tell us what we have going on this week and AGH? Uh, you know, I so busy kind of getting mm -hmm. revved back up. I haven't fully plotted out next week, but we've got a ton of uh, ton more reviews coming up. I think next week we'll probably be looking at uh, um the quarry okay which was one of the uh games oh no no forget zip it may or I may not, not say have been that. on our list yeah no <laughs> the quarry has nothing to do with anything else we discussed in this show but uh yeah it's a, a horror game from uh supermassive games mm -hmm. and i hope although it may not happen next week we've got an interview with uh either ken or roberta or hopefully ken and roberta williams um in anticipation of the causal cave coming on january 19th so that'll be coming soon whether it's this week i don't know how cool uh speaking of the williams tomorrow there is a well right now there's a, a big uh, convention going on so they are demoing i'm going to be streaming live for the show uh gosh what's it called bear with me one second i want to actually like magfest or something magfest yes so I'm going to be streaming uh, the game live, kind of demoing it uh, for them through wow. uh, Colossal Caves uh, setup there. So keep an eye out on that. We'll both be making some announcements and and stuff. You well, it might be after when this uh, this comes out. But True. Uh, maybe yeah. You could look look back if you you know because it'll <laughs> be out before the game's released or something. So, but yeah, kind of a, a very very excited. We've been. Um, we've been playing getting ready uh to like review you know colossal cave that's uh, yep. eventually that's coming up and that's going to be released on the 19th mm -hmm. better than i expected like way better than i expected oh, so, is it? okay like, good yeah. i have not tried it personally so yeah so i'll just uh leave it at that so anything else that you want to share before we we head on out 
Oh, I don't know. No, we've talked about enough. So my brain's fried and our listeners probably are too. So, Well, I'd like to just invite everybody to check out our, our YouTube channel. We're definitely putting out more uh, content on it and it's a new channel. So we would really appreciate if you guys can head over there, check out the content. And if you like it, uh, maybe, maybe subscribe. You can find these podcasts anywhere where you consume your podcasts and, of course, on said YouTube channel. And so for Jack, I am Joshua. And, of course, we are Adventure Game Hotspot for AdventureGameHotspot.com. And we will see you guys in the next podcast. Take care, everybody.